Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Monday, happy new year. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Whether you are a regular listener or a first-time listener, uh, I appreciate you. Locked On Blue Jackets is and always will be free and available on all podcast platforms. So today we've got to talk about uh, the weekend's games, or, well, Thursday's game against Nashville, and then uh, Saturday's quote-unquote game against Carolina, and we've got a little bit of uh, COVID news, injury news, lineup news, things like that. Uh, so we'll we'll start with the fun stuff and then get into the less fun stuff. Uh, the Jackets won a game, which is very exciting. They won their first game since December 11th. Uh, against the Nashville Predators. Uh, This is not as dire as it sounds. Uh, They had lost two games going into the break and then had five games in a row postponed. So they really only played two games since December 11th. But when you say, wow, the Jackets won their first game since December 11th on December 29th, it's not great. Uh... Or December 30th, excuse me. The point is, the Blue Jackets won a game, which is very exciting. Uh, They won in a shootout 4-3 against the Nashville Predators. Uh, Patrick Laine scored in his return. Uh, It wasn't a great start for the Blue Jackets. Uh, They allowed the first goal only like three minutes in. And I did worry that this was going to be another game like the last one where Philip Forsberg scores a billion goals and we score zero. Uh, but that was not to be the case. Uh, Boone Jenner ties the scoring six minutes in. Team high 12th goal of the season. I believe this is his now his second highest career season uh, ever in the NHL. Uh, or second or third. I'll have to I'll have to look that up. Um Vladislav Gavrikov is quietly putting together a decent little offensive season, uh, considering he's our one real defenseman. Uh, that's it. it was his 12th assist. Good to see Boquist get an assist uh, in his return. Uh, we had a number of players back uh, this this game. Uh, Emil Bemstrom played his first game of the season. Uh, Boquist returned from injury. Line returned from injury. Uh, both of them probably a little bit sooner than the coach or the medical staff would have liked, but COVID kind of forced uh, forced their hand, and so we had to bring them in, and I guess it was the right decision because Patrick Laine scored 24 seconds into the second period. Uh, kind of a, a bizarre nonsense goal. Uh, the Nashville goalie pushed the, the net off, uh, Probably not on purpose, but he did do it just as Patrick Laine scored, so that did count as a goal. Jacob Voracek gets his 22nd uh, assist of the season. I believe his 19th primary assist, which is leading everyone in the league. Jacob Voracek just kind of doing, doing what he does, and that is 
assisting on goals. Uh, not a great uh, end to that period. Uh, Nick Cousins scores a goal, and then 30 seconds later, Ryan Johansson scores on the power play, because of course it was Ryan Johansson. Uh, Matt Duchesne gets two assists there as well, because, sure. Luckily, light of my life, Lord and Saviour, Alexander Texier ends up scoring to tie the game in the third period. Uh, at 13.33 of the third period, his 10th of the season, his first double-digit uh, career season, he's just, he's having a heck of a season, is, is Alexander Texier. Uh, he would also end up scoring in the shootout, as would uh, Mikhail Granlund and Gus Nyquist, resulting in a 4-3 shootout victory. Blue Jackets, who I believe did not win a game in the shootout last season, continue to do well in the shootout this season and continue to do well in overtime in general. Uh, I believe that is 7-1 in overtime. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, Elvis, I thought, played well. Uh, 31 saves on 34 shots and only allowed 1 of 5 in the shootout. He's, uh, he's still not looking like Elvis, but he's getting back to that, I think. Or he was before the uh, Carolina game, which we will talk about in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Because it's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating better, like mine probably should be, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which uh, can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. You know, I, for me, I want to eat healthy, but, like, two weeks in, I want chocolate. And here's the great thing about Built Bar. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, high in protein. And here's the best bit. If you go to Built.com, you promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. So we have to talk about the Carolina Hurricanes game. I don't really want to, but we probably should. Uh, it started super well. I was having a lot of fun. Uh, it was for nothing. And then, uh, other things happened. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through. Uh, Zach Rensky opens the scoring, his sixth goal of the season. Adam Boquist scores his seventh. And Gus Nyquist scores his sixth shorthanded to make it 3 nothing at the end of the first period. Uh, Auntie Ranta would leave the game, I believe due to injury after after the first period, uh, Frederick Anderson would uh, take over, and then Alexander Texier, his 11th of the season, makes it 4 nothing halfway through the second period, and that is kind of when things start to go horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, 
The Carolina Hurricanes would get two goals by the end of the second period, one from uh, Stephen Lorenz and one from Brady Shea to make it uh, four to two. And then in the third period, uh, Daniil Tarasov, who at that point had made 31 of 33 saves and was looking real good against a very good Carolina Hurricanes team. Uh, he is replaced by Elvis Merzlikens for the third period due to a lower body injury. Elvis, who I think is uh, struggling with something at the minute, he uh, missed practice today due to uh, discomfort, is the is the quote from uh, head coach Brad Larson. So he's clearly kind of struggling with something uh, and ends up allowing four goals in the third period, uh, another one from Brady Shea, another one from Lorenz, uh, one from Ethan Bear, and one from Nino Niederreiter. Andrei Svechnikov would get the empty netter to make it 7-4, that is seven unanswered goals, and a loss for the Blue Jackets. Just, just such a frustrating game. The Blue Jackets only got 18 shots on goal the entire game. Now, they scored four goals on those 18 shots, but when you're being outshot, 49 to 18, like that's a problem. The faceoff percentage, 62% for Carolina, 38% for the Blue Jackets. Power play did nothing. The penalty kill also uh, was, was pretty good. They didn't allow Carolina to score a uh, power play goal, and they also got a shorthanded goal. But on basically every other metric, they were outplayed. They got two shots on goal in the third period where they were outscored 5 nothing. Like, it's 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 not acceptable, you know? And a lot of people are like, wow, Elvis really lost that game for them. No. If you're, if you're getting outshot 16-2 to in a game where you're leading and you end up losing that game, like, that's on you. Like, yeah, okay, it would be nice for Elvis to make a save. He came into the third period cold. It's been, you know, best part of two hours since he warmed up and stretched. He's clearly dealing with some kind of lingering injury, because that's I'm pretty sure that's why Tarasov even ended up starting in the first place. Yeah, he allowed four goals on 16 shots or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's not great. It happens. The Blue Jackets should be able to do some kind of pushback. They had nine shots in the first period, seven shots in the second period, two shots in the third period, versus 18, 15, and 16. Like, that's... It's unacceptable is what it is, you know, and I tend to, I feel like I've been giving them the benefit of the doubt for most of this season, but that was a god-awful game by the Blue Jackets that was skewed by the fact that they managed to score three goals in, like, eight shots on uh, Auntie Ranta, who then left the game with an injury, Frederick Anderson comes in and doesn't even have to work very hard. Uh, Anderson ended up making, I think, what he allowed one goal on nine shots, which is, you know, obviously you'd want slightly better than that, but if he's only facing nine shots through two periods, like, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what else you're supposed to do, like, Daniil Tarasov, who was fantastic until he was injured, 31 of 33 saves over 40 minutes of play, and Frederick Anderson faced nine shots in 40 minutes. It's I, I genuinely don't know 
what else there is to say about that. It's, it's again, unacceptable is kind of the only word I have for that. I keep thinking, okay, they're going to turn it around or something's going to get, something's going to change. Like, okay, we were missing a couple of our better offensive guys. Uh, we were missing uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand, notably, uh, who was uh, tested positive for COVID just after Christmas. He missed the Nashville game as well, I believe. Uh, we should have him back for tomorrow's game against Tampa Bay, but like, I don't know that one man can, can fix whatever is wrong with this team at the minute. Uh, we just, we are getting outshot. We're getting outplayed. And for some reason, because the fact that we're shooting like way above league average is the only thing that's helping us here. Um, and now all of our goalies are broken. So we'll see. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about some lineup changes, some injury news, things like that. Uh, but just, just kind of, just kind of finished off like uh, unacceptable, just a terrible, terrible game. You had a four nothing lead and you lose seven to four. They scored five goals in the third period. Like I don't know what else there is to say about this game. Everything about it was was bad. Uh, in a minute, we are going to talk about the goaltender uh, issues. So that's uh, that's coming up next on Locked On Blue Jackets. So everything is terrible in the goaltending world of Columbus. Yunus uh, Kupsalo is still on IR. Uh, I believe he's still kind of recovering from the double COVID and also uh, the head cold flu that he got just before he tested positive for COVID. Uh, he's still not 100%, although he might not have any choice but to play tomorrow uh, because Elvis Muslikins missed practice today with discomfort and looked not okay uh, last night or last game, excuse me. Uh, Daniel Tarasov did not practice. He's out with a lower body injury. No timetable for that. So if Kupsalo isn't ready to play, it's going to be... JF Brube making the start, and I guess Jet Greaves backing him up, or maybe one of Corpusalo or Mosleykins backing up, just in case, like, not well enough to play, but well enough to back up kind of thing. Um, either way, it's not looking good. It's not looking great for Columbus and the goaltending situation, and it reminds me of that time a couple of seasons ago. Well, it was more than a couple ago. It was... I want to say 2015, where Bobrovsky and McElhaney were both injured for like two months, and so we went with Corpusalo and uh, Anton Forsberg as our goaltending duo for like 10, 12, 14 games, something like that, and then obviously that really screwed the Cleveland Monsters or the Lake Erie Monsters as they were back then. Um, Lake Erie Monsters, or the Cleveland Monsters, excuse me, are... Already down a goalie because we have Tarasov. Uh, if we have to take Berube as well, then I reckon Cam Johnson is going to be getting a phone call. I assume Jet Greaves is already on his way from Kalamazoo, uh, but there's no there's no real way of knowing kind of how things are going to shake out. Uh, the monsters don't play until Friday, um, 
or they're not scheduled to play until Friday. They might not even play on Friday. They've been kind of decimated by COVID. Uh, 14 to 15 guys have got COVID, apparently, um, on on the Monsters. So that's not great. Or that was the, the story uh, early last week, I believe. Um, but even beyond that, the Blue Jackets have a game tomorrow, and then a game on Friday, and then another game on Sunday. So... Excuse me, they've got a game on Thursday and a game on Saturday. So three games in six nights. Not a lot of time for the goaltenders to get healthy. Not a lot of time for us to figure it out. Uh, tomorrow's game is against Tampa Bay. So that I've already kind of mentally written that off as a loss. The other two games are against New Jersey. Uh, I believe this is our first time playing New Jersey. Or we may have played them once earlier in the season. Um... But New Jersey is kind of on a little bit of a hot streak right now, which is not great for us. Uh, we had a 4-3 shootout win over the New Jersey Devils early in the season. Um, so this is second or third games against New Jersey. Uh, they are, I believe, on a three-game win streak right now, so that's not great. They're below us in the standings, so you'd like to think that we can win at least one of those two games. Uh, but there's really no way of... Really no way of, of predicting that. Knowing the Blue Jackets, they will completely implode and go on another four-game losing streak because they live to make my life disappointing. Um, in good news, Olaf Bjorkstrand, I believe, has been activated from uh, COVID protocol. He was at practice today, so he is looking like he's back, uh, which means we have something like a full fully healthy lineup for the first time in like a month and a half. Uh, they tweeted the lines and we have like a real top six and everything. Uh, line A, Sillinger Voracek is back. And uh, so I believe that makes the second line uh, Nyquist, Jenner and Bjorkstrand. Like that's a real, that's a real top six almost, you know? So hopefully we can start to make things a little more consistent hopefully people can stay healthy and hopefully we can at least put up some kind of fight in the game against Tampa um it's kind of all I've got for you today tomorrow we'll take a look at uh Tampa how they're doing we'll do a little bit of a preview of tomorrow's matchup I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.